0: hi i'm elma
2: apparently
0: and you're listening to you're my best friend
1: this is getting really spiritual
2: you're my best friend with two of my best
1: friends Maxia. so we're we're not gonna kiss them at <laughs> let
2: me tell you this dropping a taco is a national emergency
1: you i'm cutting you off you're listening to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. Here are your hosts, the industrious Moxie Ann and the
2: musing Reuben J. Well, Moxie, it is... No, that's not how we do this. <laughs> welcome, we to your, welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Reuben J. Wow. Just, Just wow. Hey, you know what? That's what happens when I unplug for 24 hours. <laughs> My name is Ruben J And
1: I'm Moxie Ann
2: And we have another incredible episode of You're My Best Friend uh, And uh Moxie, what, what episode number is this?
1: <laughs> are, are you okay?
2: This is what happens when people force me to take a vacation
1: Nobody's, literally no one Forced me to do anything at all
2: You forced me You literally put me in a, in a train And said Go child
1: Is this like Narnia?
2: Isn't that a cupboard?
1: Uh, what? No, at the beginning of the movie, they like send the children to the countryside. And whoa.
2: When God said, let there be light. <laughs>
1: No, at the beginning of the the movie they like they cuz it's World War II, they take all the children and they put them on trains and they send them to the countryside so they'll be safe.
2: I don't know how I like I, about people being uh, put in trains in World War II.
1: Yeah, I realize how that sounded as I said it.
2: What episode number is this, Moxie?
1: We are on episode <laughs> uh uh 51. <laughs> you know,
2: when it was like episodes one through 20 you had so much confidence in your spanish
1: yeah i'm kind of scared now
2: now that we're in our 50s wow we're in our 50s you seem like you don't really like to do it in spanish anymore
1: hey in in uh in just four episodes we could uh we could qualify uh
2: joe (laughs) joe are you there
1: in I just to in episodes, episodes, in. We, we might start getting letters from NAACP.
2: The NAACP?
1: Maybe that's not what it is.
2: The AARP? Nope,
1: that's not it. AARP. A-A-R-P.
2: The NAC... What did you say? The NWACPD?
1: <laughs> NAACP.
2: Yeah, that's that's a completely different organization. It has nothing to do with old people.
1: Yeah, I recognize that now. Well, not completely. Never, we're not going to... This is a bad idea. Let's not go into this. We're on episode number 51. Um, and in just four episodes, we're going to qualify as senior citizens. Are you excited?
2: That's not... That's not... Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's not how this works.
1: It is. It definitely is. Um, no, I am so excited for this week's episode. Um, I... It's way too long. I apologize as you start to listen to this right now, and you're like, "What the heck is up with this episode? Why is it so much longer than the other ones?" Um, If you're contemplating giving up on this, do not, because we did not intend. Hey, just
2: FYI, podcast listeners like long episodes.
1: Not okay. Not always. Sometimes, if you like long episodes, you'll be very happy. If you don't like long episodes, then get off my
2: podcast.
1: Well, don't give up because we didn't intend for this to be over an hour long. Um, Yeah, I did. But it was just so, it was such a good conversation. Like it was so great and we enjoyed every second of it. And we, I, yeah, I, I loved doing this. So I'm very excited.
0: Who's Um,
2: behind you? What? Who's behind you?
1: There's somebody behind me.
2: Yeah. I just saw somebody sit down behind you.
1: Whoa. Creepy. I'm at home alone.
2: (laughs) Ah, this podcast is straight from hell. (laughs) So, do you have something good for us?
1: I do have something good. Great. You want to know what it is?
2: No, I just wanted to ask you if you had something good.
1: Oh, okay.
2: All right, great. Dishes in the background. That's 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 a pleasant podcast. Hey guys. I'm I'm kidding. Jeez. No, oh,
1: never mind. Never mind. Now I have to
2: edit more. Jesus. <laughs> Something good. Go.
1: Okay, so this week's episode um, obviously there's been a lot coming out of coronavirus that has resulted in like canceled weddings, um, canceled date nights, canceled everything. It's been really sad and romance is a difficult time. It's a, it's a, it's a difficult time for romance to bloom. Um, I have a couple of personal friends who have ended up like canceling or, or postponing their weddings or just like eloping, um, because they couldn't, they didn't want to wait any longer, uh, but they didn't get the wedding of their dreams. Um, This is an article from the BBC Scotland News, and it's called An Afternoon Tea Turned Into Our Surprise Wedding. Um, And basically, this couple, Amy and Darren, their wedding was postponed until the next year, uh, but they had a death in the family. And they were like, you know what? We don't want to wait any longer. But they didn't want to put any pressure on their moms to help arrange their big day on such a short notice. So they kept it a secret from their from their parents. They, like, basically planned this whole, like, they planned a last-minute elopement um, with a venue and with a dress and with everything. They planned it last minute and kept it a secret from their parents so it would be a surprise for their parents. Um, And they live, you know, they live in London. They had an issue because they got their wedding license in a different county than in the one that they were going to get married in eventually. They had a couple of ups and downs and stuff. um, But it was so the mother's like, it's, it's really sweet. And this just, this got me right here because there are so many stories of like postponed weddings that have been really sad. Like one of my roommates, the, one of the girls who I was living with temporarily during this time, her family couldn't get out of the country that they're in to come to their wedding. So they had to postpone it for a third time. Um, and so seeing something like this just makes me really happy because you know, the, the, the bride's mom said, I woke up today thinking I was having an afternoon tea with family. I was completely shocked, but so delighted. It was a perfect surprise. And it's such a twist because I think that a lot of times, you know, it's like the bride's big day or the, the couple's big day. And I love that this couple <laughs> couple's <laughs> what <laughs>
2: it's never the couple's big day. It's the bride's big day. Always. yeah, it's the bride's
1: big day. But like a lot of times you don't see that anymore. Like you don't see a lot of care being taken taken for the moms or for the families. And, and it was just really heartwarming to see somebody like in spite of everything to see somebody make it work and to do it as a surprise for their families. And uh, they did it in a, they, they got married in a brewery (laughs) because it was the only place they would find. And it was also the brewery's first wedding there. Um, so it's really cool. Yeah, that was something good. What
2: well, did I'm, you think? I mean, if you're gonna get married in a brewery, you might as well make it the first wedding ever. Um, that's, yeah, that's cool. You know, it's sad that there's so many people who uh, want to get married, who are engaged, who are unfortunately finding it so difficult just to to say the I do's. Uh, you know, although I still think at the same time you know, a lot of these people could just be like, Hey, you know what? It's our chance to have a cheap wedding. So let's just live stream this and, and get it over with. But they don't. So it's, uh, it's interesting.
1: Yeah. It's kind of, it's difficult because like on the one hand, there are some people who've been taking advantage of it and who aren't blowing $10,000 on a wedding, but it's like, that's it's it? a big, uh, that's a twenty thousand.
2: that's a cheap wedding. It's
1: a, it's a life-defining event, and you know, I feel like, especially in America, a lot of us grow up with this idea of like having a huge wedding, having everybody we love be there and be a part of it. Six-hour um, wedding. Relationships are very communal in our society, um, and having everybody like who has been rooting for you, who has been helping you, maybe counseling you along the way, having your parents there—like it's so significant to us, and it's really hard, even. with something that we thought was just going to be two months and now it's six months and now it's a year. It's hard to just throw all of that away for something that feels like it's not going to last that long in the grand scheme of things.
2: And here's the other thing too. I think that people think too much about weddings these days. Um, I think that, and and the reality of it, uh, if you had a wedding of just your super close friends, and super close family and stop caring about all the people who are like, well, where's my wedding invite? You know, like you, first of all, you'd save money. Second of all, you'd stress a lot less. And third of all, you'd probably actually enjoy your wedding, you know, your actual party a lot more, not having to go around and talk to 500 people that you haven't talked to in years at all. All of a sudden they're like, Oh, Hey, how are you? Best friend from 17 years ago. (laughs) Thanks for the wedding invite. This is my girlfriend. I just met her last week. Thank you so much for letting me bring her to your wedding. Ted Mosby.
1: (laughs) I mean, I certainly would appreciate not having a six six hour wedding.
2: Yikes. Uh, I mean, realistically speaking, from start to finish, you probably should be done in like four hours.
1: No, that's and that's a very that's a really good timeline. Most uh, West Coast weddings are like four to five hours, if that. Like three to five hours, honestly.
2: Like I want, um, I want to like, I want to be able to like, go to the wedding, have dinner, have cake, and then still make it for like the you know matinee movies.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's my dream wedding right there. Have a have you know get married, eat some cake, and then end up in a movie theater.
1: Okay. I have questions. Okay. First of all. What movie would you be seeing?
2: Probably Hamilton.
1: Ah. Second of all. Okay. Are you planning on catching coronavirus in the theater?
2: No, because I have Lysol spray with me everywhere I go. Mm. So I walk into the theater. (laughs) I kill kill the (laughs) coronavirus (laughs) and myself in the process, apparently. And and I'm good to go. Good to go, Joe.
1: All right. Third of all.
2: Third of all, who's third of all? Third.
1: Third. Who are you marrying?
2: Well, that's for her to know and for me to find out. (laughs) All right. So uh, that was something good, I think. And uh, I don't know why I keep pushing that button. Uh, we have an incredible guest. We do. Do you know we who it is? I am.
1: I do actually. Uh, I am very excited. She and I have been talking ever since we did this interview. Oh, look um, at
2: that! Introduce you to a new girlfriend.
1: Yeah, a new best friend. Oh
2: God, no!
1: I'm so excited. No. I have a new best friend.
2: Oh. No. <laughs> I don't like this.
1: No. Nope. Her name is. Don't lie like that. Her name is Valerie. She's awesome and she has an incredible story and she was Ruben's guest, but I'm claiming her now cuz she's great.
2: You can't you can't just it's okay this isn't like friends where you just move blue pins and red pins. She's my I guest.
1: Know. Okay.
2: Do you even know her last name? It's Nope. No. Nope. I
1: know it's I I know it's Polish.
2: You know what else is Polish? What? My lunch.
1: Ostrowski.
2: Yeah, you totally looked it up. You can't do that. Yeah, you did. I saw you read it. I saw you like look into your screen, and we're gonna go to commercial break. When we come back, (laughs) Valerie Ostrowski. Wee wee wee. Wake me up. That
1: sounded French.
2: (laughs) I just pulled a Joe Biden. (laughs) We'll be back. All right, we are back. You're my best friend with another great episode for you, Moxie. Are you are you excited yet?
1: Yet? Yeah. Was I not excited before?
2: I, I don't... I, you know, honestly, I don't remember. Um, but <laughs> well, I think,
1: that's not a good sign. <laughs> I think you
2: can know, always bring the excitement level up a little bit. Um, I'm
1: so excited! You know what I
2: should have done beforehand? What? Is I should have asked this person how we pronounce their last name.
1: Yeah, probably. Because
2: I have no idea... Maybe how, let's
1: just stick with the first name.
2: <laughs> I mean, unless people actually want to see me like struggle through this.
1: Actually, yeah. Can we do that?
2: Yeah. Let me, uh, I'm let okay me get, that. let me get the name in front of me here. Cause I'm, I'm totally going to screw this up. I know that for a <laughs> fact. Uh, this person here is a longtime friend of mine. Uh, and I don't even know how long I've known her for, but, uh, she sells shampoos and <laughs> does other, other things. I'm going to bring it. her. We're gonna bring her on the podcast right now. Please say hello to Valerie Ostrowski.
3: Hello. That was close. <laughs> I've, I've gotten that one before, so you weren't too far off, you know?
2: Okay, well, at least I'm in the, in the right ballpark.
3: You're in the right ballpark. Okay. You just added an extra like vowel there. How? There's no like A after the W.
1: It <laughs> goes straight to the S after that. Wait, so how do you spell
2: it? Ostrowski?
3: So it's O-S-T-R-O-W-S-K-I. And so the American way of saying it, right, like American version, is Ostrowski.
2: Ostrowski.
3: Yeah, Ostrowski.
1: What is that, Polish?
3: It's Polish, yeah. Cool. I thought it was
2: Russian.
1: No,
3: not even close, but <laughs> no. there, if it was a Y at the end, then that's more Russian, yeah. but I is Polish. And then if you want to say it with like a Polish accent, it's Ostrovsky.
2: Ostrovsky, see that's yeah. easier, Ostrovsky. That, that
3: one sounds a little bit cooler, but I don't use it. <laughs> hey, uh,
2: can you can you do me a quick favor real quick? Yes. Uh, can you do me a quick favor real quick? Can you just move that microphone a little bit cl- like that? Yeah, cause it's kind of-
3: Like right here. Hello. Yeah, it's I'm fine, kidding. it's working. It's working? It's working. Yes. I'll just like scoot down. So,
2: you know, <laughs> she asked me an interesting question earlier. Uh, this is Moxie I'm pointing to. Yes. Uh, she's like, how do you know Valerie? And I went, you know what? That's it's, a really good question. It's a very it's a very interesting question because I don't think we met in person until like last year.
3: Yeah. Or no, think- a couple
2: years ago when you were doing doing water.
3: Oh yeah, stuff. well I still do that, but it's more on this side. But yeah, that was when because I remember dropping off water yeah. to your house.
2: Yeah, but then, but. Weren't you, and, and I have to edit this part out. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> weren't you dating somebody who went to Sonora like years ago?
3: No, I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar. I don't even know if I could think of who. Went what to high school Sonora. did you go to? I went to La Marotta High and St. Paul High.
2: Oh, maybe I'm mixing you up with someone else.
3: Probably. I mean, I might have known people from Sonora, but I don't remember. I can't. Like, no one is just like, "Oh yeah, that's so and so," you know.
2: Okay, now I have oh no idea. How, now I have no idea how I met her.
3: I don't either, honestly. That's okay. We're gonna have to go on Facebook and look at mutual friends or something.
2: We need to. Cause Yeah, uh, I don't remember either. That's okay. All right. My, well, this our whole friendship is based it's off just, of a lie for me, <laughs> on my end at least.
3: It was made up.
2: This entire time, I thought you dated some guy that uh, that I knew in high school.
3: Doesn't sound familiar you have to tell me the name because now I'm just like, who the hell went to <laughs> Sonora High? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I knew people from so many high schools because Whittier is like that, like Santa Fe yeah. Springs, that area. Like we knew people from Cal High, Whittier High, Laserna, like all over the place. So I mean, it, maybe.
2: <laughs> well, pe- people in like that went to Sonora, they, like they only know Sonora people. Like we don't know anybody it's else. It's just
3: so. one of those little enclosed like-
2: Well, because it's an indoor school.
3: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, um, it doesn't nothing. sound familiar, so.
2: Uh, Jesse, Jesse Hogan. Who is that? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, cool.
3: Yeah, so I don't think that's that's funny.
2: I got to figure out who who it was. Who that was now?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly came up like popped up in your head right now.
2: <laughs> the the name of the person?
3: Well, I meant like did you just think of that? Like how did we actually meet? I don't know. It just popped up.
2: Well, she asked me.
3: Oh, and then you were like, "Wait, I don't know actually." Well, I, I told her I'm like, Maybe like, it's
2: I- Facebook. I mean, it could, it could just I be. I feel like okay. that
1: happens. Yeah, that does happen.
3: When you're like, oh, I think I might know that person. And then you're like, oh no, I don't. But I'm just going to leave them on my friends list anyway. Wait, we only have
2: three <laughs> mutual friends. Who are they? No one that you would know.
1: Oh, who is, fine. yeah,
3: who is, <laughs> fine. Who is it?
2: <laughs> and none of these people I know.
3: <laughs> That's so funny. We just, this is just a random occurrence, obviously. <laughs>
2: Wow, okay, so when you're a millionaire and I have my own TV show, we're gonna have to do this again (laughs) and be like, how do we know each other?
3: (laughs) This is gonna be like an actual investigation going on here, because I have no idea, I don't.
2: If anyone knows.
1: (laughs) Please
3: contact us immediately. Please
2: help. Please help. I need to know my origin story with my friendships. Right? Uh, well, let's enough about uh, past. Random occurrences. I have
1: the timestamps on that in case you want to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, this is going to be the entire promo clip. The first four minutes of the podcast is like, how do we know each other? I don't know. You just came to some guy who you don't really know. Just <laughs>
3: like- popped up out of nowhere.
2: No, uh, it, it might have been. It might have been when you were doing the water thing more full time. That's uh, what I think it was too. Yeah, because that would make more sense. If, if if my origin story doesn't line up with with your life, then <laughs> then it has to be the water.
3: It's the uh, water. The water brought us together.
2: There you go. Uh, so I want to start back because you are in this position now where the last six months or so, I think you've really like honed a craft for yourself and what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but I want to go to before you know before that, obviously, because you have an incredible story. Of uh, you know making mis- making a mistake and learning from it and growing from it and becoming you know uh, a uh, what do they what do they call them boss babes babe? boss babe ba- babe boss <laughs> what, they, what?
3: It's just boss babe boss babe boss lady babes. boss there's lots of different names for girl it. boss <laughs> yeah all those see I like
2: being I a girl like boss. that TV show <laughs> that's a great show it's, it's a show. So good. On oh my gosh, it's so
1: good. Okay, it's, I'm going to watch it. Britt yeah.
2: Robinson, it's hilarious. It's uh,
1: about uh, the founder of, what's the website called? Nasty Gal. Nasty Gal. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. okay I'm
3: going to watch that. It's That's, actually It's amazing. really
2: good. It's Ooh. really good. Uh, so let's go back to, okay. I think you were 21 uh, when that story started. 18. 18? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I know nothing about you. <laughs> it's a wild ride. Uh, so let's, let's talk about that because uh, we're going to jump right into something deep. You, you got arrested for DUI. Yes, I did. Tell me what happened.
3: All right, well, let's see. hold on.
2: Go for it. What happened? I accidentally kicked you off the stream.
3: (laughs) It's like, uh, hello, can't hear anything? (laughs) Um, So it all started um, in high school, basically. I started that party lifestyle nice and early. Um, You know, started drinking when I was maybe like 14. And then that led to like smoking and just wanting to always be under the influence every weekend. And so unfortunately what led with that is just like, you know, you get caught up in this lifestyle and you think that these people are your friends because they always wanna hang out with you and you guys have fun together. And so honestly, like my DUI was really the almost second DUI technically because four months prior, I got out of a DUI. So it was more of like a, this is a one-time occurrence thing. Like I wasn't even supposed to be drinking and driving, you know, but I got kind of like peer pressured to go get my car when I wasn't supposed to. And so it was me giving in
2: to. How does one get out of a DUI?
3: So that's a funny story. Um, I was parked, so I actually wasn't driving but there was someone in the neighborhood that was just like watching, like kind of like a narc, you know, just like always looking out their window. And I had stopped my car because I was like, okay, no, I really can't drive. And I knew that because I had my my right mirror, my like mirror, you know, the outside mirror. Um, I like, as I was driving by to like go park, I side swiped a car. Oh. Yeah. So that's when I knew, okay, this has got to stop. Like this is getting out of hand. I'm clearly like, obviously being dangerous. And when you're young, you're pretty dumb. So you don't really think of that until something happens. And so I was parked. And then I think someone called the cops and saw that I was just like parked outside of their house. And then a cop like knocked on my window and like knew that I was under the influence because I obviously reeked of alcohol. And so they literally were just like, you weren't driving. And so like, I'm doing you a huge favor and I'm letting you call your parents, but like wow. you can't. Yeah, like I'm not gonna, yeah. And I was like bawling my eyes out, like begging for mercy. And so after that, I literally was like, I'm not drinking and driving ever again. Like, and I didn't for four months straight. I didn't, I if I drank, I had a ride, I had a DD, I got a, you know what I mean? Like I was doing the safe safe way, even though I was underage. And then one night we were having fun with my, with some of our friends. It was like a Tuesday night or something. So I wasn't even trying to stay out late. And one of my friends kind of like peer pe- pressured me a little bit into being like, oh, well, we want to stay out later. Like go get your car because our ride was going home. And so my gut feeling, which I know now is like, I shouldn't have gone against it, was like, don't get your car. Like go home, you know? And so I literally had to like fight against that. And then I went and got my car. And when I picked everyone up, literally within like five minutes, I got into an accident. Oh, Yeah. So it wasn't even like a pullover. It was like a full on, like my car was totaled. Oh yeah. And so that was scary. Um, because I've never been into that type of an accident before. So it was really, really traumatic. And you know, it was like to the point where almost all of us like knocked out in the car. So we were unconscious for like a little bit. And then I just remember opening my eyes and like seeing nothing but like smoke entering my car and oh like, geez. yeah, and like my dashboard like really close to my chest and just like looking around, turning turning my, cause I knew people were in the back seat. So I turned around and I saw my friend with just like blood coming down his forehead. And I like, that was the scariest thing I've ever experienced because you don't even like care if you're hurt at that point, you know, yeah. you're just like, my friend is injured. I need to get him out. And so we, the paramedics like got there right on the, on the dot. Like they were there within five minutes and they took him to the hospital. And then instead of me going to jail, I went to the hospital as well because they wanted to make sure I didn't like fracture or anything in my face or anything like that. Yeah. Cause I had like a cut going down my face. And so I didn't go, I didn't know like what was going to happen. You know, I was just like, okay, well I had to go home and walk in on my parents getting ready for work and tell them that I just got into an accident and I was under the influence. So it was, yeah, it was just a trying time. Cause I had just graduated from high school and I was only like, it was right before my 19th birthday. And then that happens. And I'm like, wow, what a way to start as an adult, like Mm -hmm. getting it. And my friend ended up just getting stitches on his forehead. So he had to get like stitches and like a couple staples, but he didn't have like severe injuries. So he wasn't like, some form of paralyzation or, you know, he didn't have anything like that. He just had to get stitches. It just looked bad, you know, because obviously blood coming from your head, you think someone's like dying. Um, But he he was totally fine. He didn't want to press charges. And um, I ended up going to court. This was Cinco de Mayo is what happened. (laughs) I'm like, Okay, I had to hold hold up to that Mexican heritage there. I had to go drink on Cinco de Mayo, but um, so are the, you are you Hispanic? Yeah, I am okay. half. Yeah, so okay. that obviously is my dad's side. The last name. My mom is Hispanic. They're Gonzales and Marantes, so okay. Yeah, they're definitely not white, <laughs> and so um, that's that side of the family. But yeah, so I went to court in October of that year, and. I thought that I was just gonna like go to court, get my fines, you know, and then like go back to school. I had my school backpack in the car. Like I was going to school after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm in court and my lawyer comes and he's like, do you have anything in your pockets right now? And I'm like, why? And they're like, know. because the DA isn't having it. And they're like, you gotta go to jail. Oh and I was like, "Gosh!" like, I have ne- never felt that, like my heart drop like that. Cause I'm like, I'm only 19. Like, what am I going to do in jail? And so I just remember like, the only thing I remember is like, get like the bailiff coming and like handcuffing me and then turning around and looking at my parents.
2: Did you have a, so let me ask you this. Did you have a lawyer or a public defender? Lawyer. Really? Even
3: then. Yeah. The, the DA was trying to give me a strike and that's for like violent offenders. That's a felony. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they're trying to give me felony or well, they did give me felony DUI. With great bodily injury. That's what th- that's what I had to sign for. That's Isn't that top. insane? Like it's okay, well, insane. Hold on.
2: I, I, well I don't wanna I don't wanna like rehash the legal side of it, but I, think, I know I, think I was for, like we can go for on Yeah, but okay, so what did you hit?
3: I was driving and I was turning onto, honestly, it was here in Fullerton. I turned left onto Euclid from Malvern.
2: Oh, I know exactly where that's at. Yeah, yeah, so
3: going towards the freeway. So thank God I wasn't on the freeway, but I turned left on Euclid and I, I just took my eyes off the road for like a split second. Like mm. literally just like my friend said something in the backseat, I turned, I didn't complete the turn fully. And there was a like a huge telephone pole right at the edge of the sidewalk and my right, car like my right tire hit the curb and just smashed right into the pole so it was yeah it was a telephone pole
2: okay so your that doesn't make sense your friend didn't want to the only person the only victim in the crime is your friend in the car who didn't want he didn't even want to press.
3: yeah so and and the fact that the da was i mean oc is very notorious for being a little like too harsh on on you know duis and stuff it's a
2: conservative area a a
3: little pretty conservative Yeah. yeah so i mean i get it and that was underage so i guess that kind of like you know yeah, put it true. you know since the fact that I was only 18 but then like the fact that he was fine like i when i think of great bodily injury i think of like paralyzation like skull yeah, fracture walk away from. yeah so not something that you just get some stitches and you're gonna heal fine like you're just gonna have maybe a little scar like
2: not even a concussion
3: literally it wasn't even a concussion yeah so i was just like okay
1: also it's not like he wasn't a part of it like yeah i like mean everyone was under the influence you. yeah, yeah the the everyone was under the
3: influence and i think he didn't have a seatbelt on
2: and he distracted you. So it was his fault. Hey,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, still, you should sue him.
2: <laughs> are you still friends How, with
3: this person? Um, I've, I actually talked to him once in a while. I haven't okay. talked to him in a while, but I mean, I've seen him like over the years and it's never anything like hostile. Like he's super sweet guy. Like never was any, like he was never mad at me. He even went to court to testify against the fact Aww. that like, yeah, he went to court while I was in jail and was like, dude, you need to let her out. Like that's, this isn't fair. Like and I'm just like, okay. I know the judge was just like, oh, but but yeah. yeah so, right. oh, I'm sorry, it gets me so heated. But yeah, sorry. so I go to jail in October. No, it's fine. I go to jail in October, and then I'm literally like, "What the hell is happening?" Like, just complete shocked because I mean, you get there, and it's not like all these like great individuals that are in jail. You know what I mean? Like the best of the best. You know, there's criminals in there, and so I was just you like, "Don't say." Well, I feel out of place. <laughs> I am not a criminal in the slightest, so this is great. Um, But then they transferred me to this like, it's kind of more of like a general pop type of location where you're not on lockdown. It's more like there's a bunch of bunks and stuff like that. You get to go outside and like actually have grass. And like, it's like the laid back version of jail, basically. You're still in jail, but it's not like I'm in a cell and I can't get out. Was it here in in Orange? It's in Irvine. In Irvine? Yeah. Yeah, so it was called The Farm. That's what they called it. it. Yeah. Yeah, It's like in the middle of nowhere in Irvine too. And, um, so I was there until December and then they literally were like, Oh, we're shutting this down for like, um, immigrants only. And so you have to go back to the main jail, which is in Santa Ana, which is the 23 hour lockdown. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And so I'm just like, great, here we go. So I go back there and then luckily, like major air quotations I get hired so we didn't have to be in our cell all day long we had like an unlocked cell so we could like do what we wanted and then they let us like go and like feed other mods and stuff so it was like I had the other laid back version like I wasn't locked on lockdown leave it to you to
2: get a job while you're in jail literally
3: I was like working (laughs) but I wasn't getting paid I just had like all these benefits of like my cell was only locked for like four hours at night and that's it you know like while I was sleeping my cell was locked and the rest of the time I could go and like do whatever you do in jail like play freaking cards and read books like that's all you can do honestly you can't do much so yeah I was 19 and then in December is when I finally I'm pretty sure I have to check with my lawyer because I this is exactly what I told him I was like I'm only gonna sign for no strike because a strike puts you even at higher risk if you do another offense Mm -hmm. you get like an extra three years or something so I was like I'm not gonna freaking sign that so he told me just in
2: case I decided to punch somebody in the face. I
3: know, right? Like, I don't want to have to do three years for that, okay? Or even <laughs> down the
2: line, you're walking around Orange County, you forgot to put your mask on, <laughs> I you know? know?
3: God forbid. I Ten years my... later. Yeah, I hope you're going <laughs> to prison for three years. So, yeah, I was just like, I'm not signing. So then I got it down to where I was going to be able to leave in February. So I had to be there for four and a half months, basically, of my 19th That's year. Crazy. Yeah, and so once I got out, I was just like, great. I literally, like, had to drop out of school. I got to start paying off my fat bill because DUIs are not little tiny bills. (laughs) There's Mm. a couple thousand dollars attached to it. And then I had to pay for like the damages done to Fullerton and all that. So I immediately started working. And then that started the journey of just like in and out of school, in and out of jobs. Like that's where that whole journey started.
2: See, people don't realize that when, you know, that that sometimes going to jail isn't the best thing for people, you know, because- Mm.
1: Really? (laughs) What, what I don't I mean think is, anybody's ever considered that. No, there's a,
2: no there's some people who going to jail is actually the best thing for them. It'll wake them up. It gives them that wake up call they need to be like, Okay, I need to straighten out my life. Yeah. Somebody else, it comple- can completely ruin them to the point where it's like, you know, five, six, seven years later, you're in like you said, you're in and out of jobs, going you know, not sure what you want if you want to go back to school. Yeah. Like I know a guy who has never hurt anybody in his life. Got accused of doing something. You know, went to you know, went to jail for a couple months. Had like $10,000 of like back payments and stuff he had to make just so that he can get like back to normal oh my God. in his life over in an accusation that was false. That's the worst. You know, and so it's like this guy now has to work 10 times harder, you know, has to, you know, try to figure out how he's going to piece his life back together. Like somebody who is 18 years old and makes a mistake Literally. Twice. Uh, you know, like, not that you get a slap on the wrist, but. But like four months, four and a half months. Yeah. Like really you couldn't have like, just like let her off. That like not, not not let her off, but like. It was excessive. Yeah. yeah.
3: Cause considering I didn't have any other offense on my record either. It's not yeah. like I had like, you know, as a minor, I was like going around and like stealing stuff or vandalizing things, you know, like I didn't yeah. do anything. So it's well, just that, like, that's like, my first offense.
2: The girl that we're talking about earlier, she was a criminal. So uh, the, the person I thought you were. So oh, it's a okay. whole yeah. the The old version. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, uh, and then, yeah, so, so it's so weird because then in that, that that sets you back, you know, whereas mm-hmm. opposed to like, you know, fi- I, I totally agree with fines. I totally agree with having to pay back the city. Yeah. I, I totally would be like, okay, yeah, maybe she has to spend, a, you know, a weekend in jail. Uh, just to do some sort of time, but to do four and a half months, literally, that's insane.
3: And it would have been actually six months, but I qualified for half time. So so OC used to be half time, where you do half of your sentence. And then like literally a month after I was like in jail or whatever, it got to 85%. So then you had to do 85% of your sentence. So then I would have had to do like six and a half months or something crazy like that. So I was just like, well, thank God I got, in when it was only halftime and not 85% because then I would have been in even longer. Yeah. Yeah, So it was, it was a annoying situation, (laughs) but I did learn a lot. I mean, a lot. And, you know, so it's like, I do obviously like regret it, but then I don't think that I would have taken it back because I'm thinking like, what if I, you know, I got away with it. I didn't get that DUI and I kept like, maybe I ended up slipping back into like drinking and driving again or something, you know?
2: So I, I wanna I wanna talk more about that in a second. Yeah. But um we have something we call signature questions. So Moxie, you wanna do signature question number one?
1: Sure. Ooh. Yeah. Uh not at all related to what we're talking about. <laughs> no, okay. About. I, know. I,
2: was like, I
3: was like, ooh, what's going on?
1: <laughs> so uh this podcast was kind of built around uh obviously like our slogan is life, friendship and tacos. Yeah. So it's built around those three uh Topics, if yeah. you will. The first one, uh, the first signature question we ask every guest is okay. kind of the easiest one. Sweet. Kind of, maybe.
2: Okay. Could, could be the most difficult one. Oh,
3: okay. Ask.
1: Depending on who you are.
3: It's, yeah. so, it's, it's
2: somewhere between, you know, like on a scale of one through 10, it's somewhere between one and 10.
3: Great. That gives me really good. That's really wonderful. Thank you, Ruben. <laughs>
2: some people have said it's a one, some people have said it's a 10.
3: Oh, well, I guess it depends on the person then, Very so. few
2: people have said it's a five.
3: Interesting. Okay. I'm like so confused on the scale. I'm like, what is ten though? Does that mean like?
1: Okay. The, <laughs> the question is. <laughs> the question is, what is your favorite taco?
3: Oh, oh, oh my gosh! It's a tie. Honestly, I'm gonna go with carne asada, Ooh, but yes. like lingua is one of my favorite
2: tacos. Yes! Too. Yes!
1: Yes! <laughs>
2: yes! I've been trying to, I've been telling her how good Lengua Lenga is. Lengua is
3: so bomb.
1: It's scary.
3: just the it's, concept. I'm too The concept. I know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's definitely, I mean, cause I grew up going to like little like Mexican meat markets and you just oh, see yeah. like the big old tongue, like it's in the thing, yeah, just like, like looking at you and you're like, that's a tongue.
2: <laughs> that's great. And you're just but, like, you're like, that's delicious. <laughs> but it's
3: bomb. <laughs> if it's yeah. made right. If
2: it's made right. If
3: it's made right. Cause I have had a Lengua taco where I was like, what is this plastic? Like it's, chewy yeah. garbage. Yeah, that's, yeah. It so it's it has to be made right, but lengua is one of my favorites. And then you can't go wrong with carne asada, like ever.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know? I I don't think I've ever had a bad piece of carne asada in my life. I don't. I don't think it's possible. I don't
3: think it literally is impossible. <laughs> yeah,
2: unless you're like <laughs> the oh. only it's a magical thing.
3: thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just it can't be done.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, usually if I go to a white person's house, <laughs> they usually go and they buy it like already made and just yeah. throw it in the microwave. So it's at least at least you know it's still good.
3: I know, right? That's uh, true.
2: <laughs> so. Uh, Obviously, I don't want to dwell on, on the past, but I do want to know, like, at what point did that change? Because now you're, you know, pretty strong, you know, Christian. You're yeah. an independent woman. You know, you're uh, a businesswoman. You're doing all this crazy fun stuff. You yeah. just want to trip. Um, so, obviously, at some point, there was a There was a, a shift. turning point. There was a shift. Yes, there so was. So, what was that for you?
3: So, it wasn't until, like honestly, not that long ago, (laughs) so it wasn't- I
2: I think I saw the shift on Facebook too. Yeah, I'm pretty
3: sure you did. Yeah, yeah, because if you know my lives, my old lives, I go back and look at them and I'm like, oh my God, I don't even have the same beliefs anymore. Like it's bad, I look at it and I cringe. But so pretty much after I got out, I still like, I didn't-
2: It's so weird to hear you say after I got out. After I got out
3: of jail. I know people, whenever I tell people that they're like, you were in jail, and I'm like, I know I don't come off as someone that went to jail. It's weird, okay? <laughs> it trips me out too. But after that, I literally like I didn't really stop necessarily like, okay, I'm not drinking anymore. Like I just wasn't drinking and driving anymore, you know? But I still partied for a while. Even when I turned 21, I still partied. Um, but I would say I actually got even worse after the DUI in terms of like what I was like doing. So when I was in high school and up to the DUI, I was like well, that's when I started to experiment with other drugs. So I would like I still smoked, but then I started doing like because I started going to raves and all that stuff. So it's like I started doing like ecstasy and like cocaine and all that. Oh jeez. Yeah. So I got that's So when I turned 23 was actually the moment where I knew that I had to stop like completely because I knew I had a problem. So I literally like it was it's weird to say because it's like you think that addiction is like you know, I feel like there's different forms of addiction. I don't think that it's all necessarily like, and and it depends on what you do. Like people that are addicted to heroin and stuff like that, like they literally like have physical, you know, need for it. But I think there's a lot of psychological addiction that people don't really like address. And so I'm pretty sure I was like psychologically addicted to just like that lifestyle of like uppers, you know? Um, there, was even, there was even times where like, I literally know that I could have died multiple times because I was on like four different or five different substances at once. Ooh. Yeah, and that's just like, you don't think of it at the time because you just think that's a lifestyle. It's fun, it's not a big deal, right? But then you look back and you're like, how was my heart, my kidneys, my liver, how was it doing all of this? Like I was overpowering my own body, right? So- It's so
2: the beauty of being young. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine being like a 7 year old and trying okay, to Okay, well,
3: yeah, that's why I was like, I'm glad I got over that young, you know? <laughs> like I'm not barely getting into it at 30 or something. Um, but yeah, so I honestly stayed going to, like I would go to Vegas when I was 21 a lot. That's where I would do all, like a lot of, you know, drugs that you have to do to stay awake. Um, and so that's where I was doing all that. It's unfortunate, I know, but it's true. That's what happens when you go there. It's Everyone's true. just like, I need to stay up the entire time. And you look back and you're like, do you really need to stay up though? This yeah. keeps me up. Yeah. Not so much for me anymore. I think I kind of overpowered that system for me. So <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Caffeine now it's, is just, it's,
2: it's the water for you now, isn't it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's just like caffeine. I just like the way it tastes. It's yeah. not really an upper for me anymore. Um, but yeah, so I stopped, like I stopped pretty much everything except for, um, like drinking and, and weed when I was 24. So that's when I was like, or 23 ish. And that's when I was like, okay, I clearly have a problem. I literally think I almost died from cocaine. Um, because I had done so much in one night in Vegas that I felt my body like giving out. Like I couldn't even hold myself up. People had to carry me. And it's, it was like mentally weird because I'm like, okay, I don't feel like I'm like, you know you it's it's a weird sensation but it's not like you feel like you're messed up but you know you are but you feel sober minded in a sense so you're just like i know i can control my freaking body like i'm here talking and sitting and i'm not like on the floor like blacked out or anything. Yeah. But my body was just giving out and people had to literally like carry me back to the hotel room. So that's when I like woke up and I was like, I freak, I have a problem. Like I can't do this anymore. You know, like, I don't want to know where this goes. If I keep going, if I keep doing this. And so I made a pact to myself. I was like, I'm never going to do drugs again. Of course I didn't think that weed was a drug. Now I do, but back then I didn't. So I still continue to smoke and like, I drank here and there, but even then that's when I started to kind of like decline in terms of like the party lifestyle. Um, still wasn't a Christian though. I was into like a lot of that new age movement, like the spirituality, like, ooh, weird stuff. That's what I call it now. Can, that's what I call you, it now. Can you
0: do that
2: again?
3: Ooh, <laughs> I like that. that's what it is. So um, I was into all that. And then when I moved to Oregon four years ago, I was, I started to like really heavily smoke again. So then I, f- I saw myself falling back into like this crutch thing, right? See,
2: and those are the lives I used to tune into where you were, I think you were high or talking I, about weed or something. Is I that,
3: probably was, or I was about to smoke or I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, but I was a stoner, like a hardcore stoner, bad. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so <laughs> was like what,
2: bad. So how, when did that change? Like, like what, was there, was there a specific moment where you just like woke up and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm actually, I'm done with this.
3: Yeah. Uh, July 3rd or 4th, 2018. Okay, so so really recently. recent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, cause when I moved to Oregon, I honestly, like I dealt with a lot of anxiety and like, I don't think I've ever had that much anxiety before, but it got really bad to the point where like, I wouldn't want to like go to the grocery store, like to even get my own groceries. And so I was like, okay, something's going on here. Like. This isn't normal. Um, I think it was just the whole con- like the whole thing of like me moving away from home for the first time. Like I'm in a new state. I don't really feel like I relate to people in Oregon. Like I was just like this is weird, and so I think it just overwhelmed me. And so I relied on weed as like a crutch to get me through it. But then it ended up like enhancing my anxiety. So I started to get even worse anxiety. So I thought I had to smoke more. Like it was just this downward spiral, spiral again. And then I just remember like feeling more and more convicted because I had. I had become a Christian the beginning of 2018, and then I was still smoking, and I started to feel convicted. I was like, "Uh, wait a minute, I don't think I should be doing this, and then one day in July, I was just like, I woke up, and I was like, I'm done, and I'm not smoking again, and I haven't smoked since, so yeah, so I'm done with that, and then I haven't drank at all either since like February of this year, I I would only drink wine here and there, but even then I was like, I'm just like, I know my past and I feel like that's just something that has to like, it's a crutch for me, you know? Yeah, Like even if I feel like I've matured and I've aged and I've grown, I still think that there's a part of me that just can't do it. Like it's just, you know, I have to be sober.
2: Absolutely. I mean, and and I also think that where you're at spiritually has, has a lot to play with that too. Yeah. Um, and I wish we had more time to jump in to, to keep talking about this because it's a fascinating it's, story. Yeah,
3: it's an intense story. Uh,
2: <laughs> so uh, we do have another signature, signature question. Ooh, all righty, let's go. Uh, so.
3: all right. <laughs> I'm excited. I
1: this like This one these. is actually tough. I'm
3: oh, sorry. Oh,
2: okay. <laughs> actually, for her, I think it might be easy. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: It, it's possible. It is interesting to see like who this is easy for and who it isn't.
3: I love um, these. <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I
3: love it. Bring it on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> If you had a life quote, what would it be?
3: Yeah, that is kind of tough. Yeah. Um,
2: See, that surprises me. I mean, cause I
3: have so many that it's like, how do I condense them into one? (laughs) You know, like there's so many things going on in my brain where I'm like, okay, one just sentence here. Um, A life quote, it would have to do, I would say it has to do with something like, like something super simple. I think I would just shorten it down to like, you're called for a purpose. I think I would make it that because I have dealt with, like, feeling like you just don't, you're not really meant for much, you know? Mm. And I don't believe that's true. I believe everyone is called for a purpose. And I don't think a majority of people really know that. So I would make that my life quote.
2: Oh, man. We have to have her back. <laughs> because is there so much more to, to dig into.
3: The, yeah, it's. I could go on forever. Yeah, I mean, we have more to
2: talk about now. <laughs> yeah, of course uh, we do. But uh, you know, okay,
3: I, I, this is part one. <laughs> it's part one. Yeah,
2: you might be our first repeat guest. Um, oh, I like that. <laughs> uh, so, I, I our last episode that dropped, we kind of made fun of MLMs. And okay, people. well, I do and, too. Yeah, so, and I'm part of one. Yeah, so. you're, you're part of you've been a part of a couple. Yeah, I have. Uh, so, I want to know just kind of before we jump into what you're doing now. Yeah, uh, what what attracted you to to MLMs?
3: Um, honestly, I hate clocking into work. So I already liked the idea of not having to clock in and working on your own schedule. So I just, and also because I never really like, I changed my major in college, like at least four, four or five times. Mm -hmm. Like I just never could figure out what exactly I felt comfortable with doing for the rest of my life. Like it was, you know, at first it was like um, accounting, And then I realized like, man, I might be good at math, but I can't stand it. So why would I do that for the rest of my life? Yeah. And then I moved on to nutrition and I was like, okay, I love like f- fueling my body and all these things, but it's not something that I could see myself like passionately doing for 40 plus years. Yeah. And then I moved on to what I graduated with recently, which is kinesiology. So I was going to go to a doctorate program for physical therapy, but I was like, I worked at a um, physical therapy clinic and I saw the lifestyle of them and I was like, no, I'm not down for that either. (laughs) No, thank you. So I still love like all these things, but I just knew that they weren't something that I would want to like completely go all in with for the rest of my life. And so what attracted me was like, just honestly being able to like make your own income based on however you want. You know, it's all, there's no like blueprint. It's literally like, it's all on you. Like you get to be creative. You get to do how you want to do it. Um, you know, like it's all based on your work ethic as well. And I've always been someone that like at all the jobs I worked at, I always hustled my way to like a management position. My first manager position was like, I was, I think 20. So it was before I was even 21. Like I worked up to a manager and that doesn't sit well with people that have been there longer and are older than you. Yeah. <laughs> so I dealt with like politics and, and, and like rumors. And so it's just like, I've done that and I was like, okay, even then, like, it's not worth it. Like I've always worth it. It's I've always been overworked, underpaid, like just exhausted from like working 60 hours a week. And I was like, okay, this is not sounds like
2: this podcast.
3: (laughs) I mean, at least you're not doing like manual labor, you know, like freaking like I've worked sushi restaurants. I've done like just constantly running around and you're like, I am literally physically exhausted. I can't do this, you know? Um, so what attracted me was just like, yeah, like the lifestyle and being able to like You know, not really have an income cap because I also don't like getting paid a certain amount of money per hour when the person next to me is a lazy ass and gets paid the same as me,
2: or or more depending (laughs) on the or more depending
3: on who it is. Yeah, I'm just like, are you kidding me? So yeah, what attracted me was just like the fact that you can, um, you know, build your own residual income and then also like grow in the process because you definitely cannot stay the same person. Like you have to. Develop yourself as a leader, your skills like, there's a lot that goes into it, so that's what attracted me. Um, but yeah, this was this is actually my third company, so my other two like didn't really go that well, so I didn't really think that. Did was, you ever do oils? No,
2: okay, no, so I, the, I like
3: them, but I would never try and sell them
2: because I know I know that you did the water.
3: The water, and I still love, I, I'm actually selling machine soon to someone. They wanna buy it. So that's like, what's cool about Enagic is you could literally sell a machine as long as you own one and I'm gonna own it forever. So I could just sell it whenever. I don't have to like, you know, it's oh, you one. haven't been in it for a while. Like you're not allowed to sell anymore. Like I can sell it whenever I want.
2: It's not like other ones where you're like, oh no, you have to sell you, a certain amount every to, month. Yeah,
3: exactly. They don't or have that. Or you have to
2: pay a certain amount every month.
3: Yeah, to... like those ones, I, oh, I can't stand those. So I make fir- fun of those. What was the first one? Enagic was my first one, common okay. water, yeah So the machines. And then my second one was IML.
2: I don't remember that one.
3: That one is Forex. So it's like trading stocks and Forex. Oh, and all that okay. stuff. oh It's educational platform. Yes, I yeah. do remember that. So I don't that was- knock them because I mean, if you can learn how to do that, like you're set, like, you know, you can really make money with that. But I just didn't it just wasn't for me. Like I didn't enjoy it really, you know? I enjoyed it for a while, but then after a while, I was like, uh I don't really care about this. Yeah. <laughs> like I genuinely don't care about
2: this. So let's talk about what you're doing now. Yeah. Because you're, you're. I call you the shampoo lady. I am, uh, <laughs> I
3: am.
2: Trademark. Trademark it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, be, because honestly, as a dude, you know, like you would think that I would be like, oh yeah, shampoo's not that important. Just get something that's gonna clean your hair. I don't think that way. I think shampoo is actually really important. I think conditioner is really important. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I think, never mind.
2: <laughs> watch it. Uh, you know, I, I think that like having skincare is is an important thing. Oh my gosh, I do sound never mind.
3: Uh, <laughs> no, we will get into that. Okay, yeah, well, I'm ending that stigma right now. So,
2: so obviously here you are. Yeah. Uh, you were t- you had talked about also like becoming at one point becoming a vegan and being like in on one of your live streams I think actually yeah
3: I was uh, for a while
2: where I like straight up like was like hey let's get tacos sometimes in the middle of you talking about how you're a vegan we're a vegan at one <laughs> I was point.
3: like so like vegan tacos <laughs> <laughs> there
1: is a pretty good vegan taco place
2: hey, hey hey
0: there hey, is hey,
2: no stay on topic I'm
3: uh, just kidding. but I mean it's true yeah, yeah.
2: no uh, <laughs> no so so you know because you talked about you know the journey of of not only becoming a vegan food-wise, but also the products you're using. So yeah. what's so special about this company whose name I also cannot pronounce?
3: <laughs> because people pronounce it 10 million different ways. So Monet, I say Monate because it stands for modern nature. So I just like Monate, like as if nice. I'm saying it. So that's okay. what I say, but some people say Monet. Um I've heard Monate before, but it sounds like kind of weird to me. So I just say money,
2: <laughs> just, just call it money,
3: money. I call it Mo. Well, you know, what's funny is our portal where we get our money, like where we get paid is called Mo money. <laughs> it's so I love I like, it. You guys are cool. But yeah, so what's different about us, basically there's a couple of things. Um, a lot of products on the market, unfortunately are just either toxic. So there's really like, I mean, one of the most like you widely used preservatives in skincare and hair care is um, an agent that they use on dead bodies to oh, preserve geez. them so I mean that alone is kind of alarming um, that it's like okay so does this preservative stay in my body until I die like how you know like and do they need it to add more when we're done I know right so it's pretty bad but um, our U S beauty standards are just trash. Like we haven't updated them since like 1920 something. So, I mean, we're operating on some pretty old standards. Um, we only blo- we only ban 11 ingredients and the UK does 1300. Wow. So, I mean, we're a little behind. Yeah. And so when I started, and this is actually, what's funny is like being vegan, I, I was vegan, like I think three or four years ago. Um, that actually like led me to money essentially, even though I was not vegan when I, found out about Monate, but I started researching products because I was vegan. Right. So I was like, wait, there's like gross things and all these products. And like, you know, I'm, I'm putting plastic on my hair and wax and all this stuff. So yeah, silicones and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, this is like, I'm just not going to use over the counter anymore. I'm not using salon. I'm just, I'm going to try to find natural stuff, right? So I used all the like over the counter natural products, and I'm just going to be real with you like, they suck. <laughs> they're bad, but at least I felt like a peace of mind because I was like, okay, well, at least I'm not using this like toxic chemical that's going into my bloodstream, right? And so I was introduced to Monet, and then I did my research, and that's where I found out that um, they're clinically tested. So we go through like a heavy clinical test, like by dermatologists, ophthalmologists, just people that study like hair and skin. um which i'm a nerd i'm a science nerd like everyone knows that about me like i i go i nerd out for science so like that alone was like yes i love scientists doing work like that so another cool thing is they're all naturally derived so um it's not like people kind of get confused with like i don't know what, what that means what naturally derived
2: yeah it comes i don't know words
3: words are hard. (laughs) English is hard, but so basically naturally derived means that every single ingredient comes from a natural source. So it's not like this random chemical that like they make in a lab, right? Yeah. So it's derived from natural stuff. And then, um, our oil is like the only oil on the market that actually like goes all the way deep into the hair. So most things just kind of like coat your hair and don't Mm. really like go inside of the inner cortex. So that's what makes our products like better than everyone else because it's patented. Like no one can use it. Um, They're also anti-aging. So I'm huge on that. Like I'm trying to stay young. Yeah, your hair ages. Isn't that crazy? Cause I mean, you technically can age, like everything ages your skin, your organs, like, you know, and your hair is included because it has DNA, it has proteins. It has everything that the rest of your body has. Yeah. So first anti-aging hair care on the market. Hello. Um, But then, yeah, so naturally derived, clinically tested, anti-aging, just like all the good things. And then we are approved in the UK. So that means we didn't have to change any of our, Nice. yeah, we didn't have to change any of our ingredients. They all met their standards and they're known for like the world, you know, world highest standards for beauty, which is awesome. Wow. Yeah. So there's a, a lot, lot of, of
2: information, a lot of fun facts. Uh, let's jump into signature question number three real quick.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: right. and then we're gonna talk more about the shampoo because Jeez. we got, we got more to talk about, uh, and not that much time. I know. Uh, we got I like, we, we need part two. Yeah. We got like six minutes left here. So let's it's all good. Uh,
3: I'll try and
1: you're good. You're I'll
3: good. try and squeeze through this. Real quick no on. worries. No worries. Go. Like what else can I talk about?
1: All right. signature so, question number three, this is the reason we have this podcast kind of, mm. uh, yeah. it can. Okay. Wait,
2: <laughs> I'm like, Oh, do you remember where we're at?
1: Yes, I do. Do you remember what we're doing? Yeah. What?
2: Where are we? <laughs> what happened?
1: Um, can you have more than one best friend
2: outside of significant others and family?
3: More than one best friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's tough. I would say yes, but oh, I think God. there's a really small limit to that. Like, I don't think you can be like, I have seven best friends cause it's like best isn't I don't don't, is best plural. Like, is there a plural version of best? Like, (laughs) so, I mean, I think it's like, I think there's always that one person that just like takes the number one spot, but you can have other people that are like just as close, but there's still that one person, you know, that's just like no, we're like sisters or brothers, whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's it's hard. We are because sisters. We're sisters, <laughs> even though you're not a girl. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like that girl that's like your sister. And then you have other friends that are just as close, but maybe you're not. Consider them. I don't know. It's hard because I have like I have a couple that that are on my mind right now that I'm like, how would I choose one?
1: (laughs) I was uh, I remember my boyfriend and I took a trip out to see my best friend from college the other like earlier this month, and we were walking. We were going tubing down the river, and we were all like walking, carrying our tubes. Like they, she and her husband were walking together, and he and I were walking together. And I was like, I felt like when she got married, like I felt like I got to be included in everything. Like I got to be there for the moments that, you know, like I got to hold the gifts that they gave to each other before they got married. And I felt so close. Like <laughs> it wasn't just best friends. Like it felt like something more. Yeah. And, and Brad, my boyfriend was like, I think the word you're looking for is family. Yeah. Yeah. That's,
3: that's, that's honestly how I see it. Cause like a lot of the girls that I work with right now in our, in my company, like I literally consider them like sisters, Yeah. you know, like yeah. they're family. And we're, it's more they're, than a business, not. but they're not they're by not. blood. <laughs> not.
2: See, but I'm, I'm Mexican. So everyone's family, you know? Yeah. That's like, a good point. Like you, you know, like that's the Mexican culture. Like you, you invite someone in for like a minute and like you're feeding them and like, yep. and
3: it's like, you're part of our family, Yeah, now, you're, so. you're family.
2: Like, dude, like, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're like out of time. Cause you have a, you have a hard out and then we have a, we have a guest coming up here in just a second as well. So uh, I want to plug where people can buy the shampoo from you. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, I want, it. we have to have her back.
1: I know, I would love to have her back. Like this, oh, we haven't I even guess. like
2: scratched the surface on some of the stuff we I have that we so want to talk many about.
1: questions. Oh, also, I love it, like, write them down, let's yeah. do this. Schedule
2: also, in. also, she might be a, a client. So, I also, need that.
1: I um, want to know where you get your nails done because they're so good. Okay, well, <laughs> well, let's let
2: deal with that later. We'll talk after this. i Listen, listen I'm a, hey, 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 I'm already selling shampoo, okay? Let's on not track, also do... track, on track. You <laughs> did tell me that you want me to talk about how men... Yeah, well, yeah, but uh, we don't have that much time, but yes. I Matt... can make
3: it super quick. Okay, Go.
0: Yeah, 60 okay. seconds.
3: Okay, men are like 60% of our clientele base. Really? So, I mean, yeah, so there's more men customers than women. Women do dominate as business partners, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, we know okay, what well, that makes about.
2: sense though, because I'd much rather buy, you know, shampoo from a cute girl than from another <laughs> then dude like just, or, or like, Hey dude, here's yeah. my, sh- <laughs> <laughs> like, as, you, as you're at the gym lifting me like, Hey dude, I got some shampoo <laughs> for you. <laughs> it does come off
3: a little different, you know? <laughs> But there are men that do it. They do it, most, most of them are like with their wives and they do it as a couple, you know? So, I mean, that works really well. Um, but yeah, but men love it. Honestly, I have a lot of men customers and they're like obsessed, just See, as much as the women are.
2: I, I went and I did that Formulate. It's, it's a, I've been
1: doing Formulate a, for a while, It's an online yeah.
2: shampoo company. Oh, they they okay. do like all it's natural as well.
1: Like, uh, oh my gosh, what's it called? Hold on, keep talking.
2: Anyway, so <laughs> like for me, it's like, like. like
1: pros. Uh, which is like the custom shampoo. Oh, gotcha. I've heard of that.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah. So for me, like, obviously I have, you know, the world's most amazing head of hair. Uh, (laughs) So like, for me, it's an important thing. Beware.
3: If you start using Monet, you're going to be shook. You're going to be shook. We got to talk. Yeah. You're going to be like, what just happened? (laughs)
2: My hair actually stays I? in place. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who am
2: I now? All right. Uh, tell people where they can go and buy shampoo from you. I don't want them going anywhere else. I want them to buy from Me you.
3: only. Okay. So my link is actually my first and last name. com. So m y m o n a t dot and then my first and last name, which they
1: probably don't know how to spell. <laughs>
2: well, we'll put. It, so here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna put a link in the description of the podcast, cool, uh, to go and buy some shampoo. Can we get five percent of the sale.
1: Can you spell that one more time?
3: The Mymonate or the whole thing?
1: No,
2: it's still the whole thing. thing. Yeah, just
3: v a l e r i e o s t r o w s k i dot MyMonat.com. and Monet is m o n a t perfect
2: yeah awesome and then they can find you on uh on the instagrams at value with val mm-hmm. uh i gotta kick you out it's unfortunately so we got round uh, two we gotta we, <laughs> we got do it uh you know what we should we should go into business together why not uh, for the shampoo thing and we'll just do live streams all the time dude i'm telling 24/7, you 24 7 24 7 trust me all right
1: you gotta stop calling it the shampoo thing though. the shampoo thing <laughs> the shampoo biz
2: welcome everybody to the shampoo thing that's my trump uh all right hey Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you um, for having me. This was fun. We're gonna go do a commercial break. And then why am I? Anyway. All right. Bye.
3: <laughs> All right. Bye.
2: <laughs> and we are back for more. That was our conversation with Valerie Astros...
1: Dear Lord.
2: I fell asleep. Did you
1: just have a stroke?
2: No. Again, I had another Joe Biden moment. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, that was Valerie Astroskowski. Astroskowski. <laughs> Astroskowski.
1: I had so many questions to ask her about just, like, her look. I she's gorgeous is she not beautiful
2: i mean yeah she is very good looking
1: yeah um i just I there's like, like
2: there's no right answer to that by the way <laughs> like you know if you're like oh isn't she gorgeous i'm like yeah she's totally pretty she'd be like oh dude calm down and i'm like nah she's like all right then i'd be in trouble so there's <laughs> don't know why you even asked that question okay, nope she- don't like that she had
1: so many great things to say, like her story is incredible, talking about, I can't believe she went through some of those things.
2: I know. Um, Do you see how, hold on, do you see how awesome my hair looks right now? Like,
1: I, Ruben, this is a podcast.
2: We are doing a video podcast, kind of, sort of, for some people. But look, just look how awesome my hair looks. I used, I used that shampoo yesterday.
1: Oh, how'd you like it?
2: I mean, look at my hair. It
1: looks like hair.
2: Oh, I got to hey. bleep that out in the video now. Dang it. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is what happens okay. when I drive to San Diego for no reason.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, what was your favorite part of this podcast? All of it. Good answer. Okay.
2: No, I actually, I really enjoyed getting to know, uh, Val more. Uh, I, I, I actually, I think it was hilarious where I'm like, Hey, by the way, I don't know if this actually made air or not. I don't remember. Um, but I'm like, Hey, so how do I know you? And we're just like, I don't know. And then oh, I'm, yeah. I'm like, didn't you date some guy named Jesse? She's like, Nope. And I'm like, Hmm. All right. <laughs> then you're not who I thought you were.
1: Yeah. She was awesome. So easy to talk to, had so many great things to say. We've got to have her back on the show. Um, She'll be back next week. I felt like. What?
2: She'll be back next week. Really? Yeah. And then she'll be back the following week. Oh, wow. Cool. And then then she'll be back the week after that. Awesome. And then slowly but surely you'll be out of a job.
1: Oh, okay.
2: And this will be You're My Best Friend with Ruben J and Valerie, insert last name here. Valerie Ostrowski. Valerie Ostrowski.
1: <laughs> it's not that hard. You're making
2: it harder than it has to be. Valerie Ostrowski. Ba- Ostrowski. Valerie,
1: Ostrowski.
2: Ostr- Ostrowski. Valerie Ostrowski.
1: Ostrowski.
2: Valerie Alskrowski. Ostrowski.
1: All right. <laughs> so that was this week's episode. <laughs>
2: Make sure to join us tonight at 7 p.m. for our Instagram Town Hall live video, Premiere Incorporated.
1: Yeah, so this is this new thing <laughs> that we've been doing uh, every Monday and Thursday. So every Monday we're on Instagram Live to chat with you guys, hang out. Uh, every Thursday we're on Facebook Live again to chat with you guys, answer some questions. Um, we made a post about it uh, like yesterday, I think, um, but we made a post asking you guys to ask us some questions for us to answer on our Instagram Live. So. Uh, assuming you're listening to this before 7 p.m. PST on Monday, the why,
2: why 10th. you I say it PST? Like PTL, PT, what
1: pumpkin spice PSL?
2: Wow, <laughs> and you thought I was having a stroke.
1: Assuming you're listening to this on August 10th, 2020, and it's before Dude. 7 p.m., uh, go leave us a comment on our Instagram page and we will answer it tonight in our live stream.
2: Hey, just FYI, just kind of a random thought that came to my brain right now in October, on October 10th, it will be 2020,
1: 2020. <sighs> the world's going to explode. Wait, No,
2: 2020,
1: the world is going to explode.
2: Twenty twenty
1: twenty twenty twenty. are you having a stroke?
2: Twenty. 20, f- 20, 20, 20. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I'm broken today. <laughs> this is what happens. I, literally, I, I drove to San Diego yesterday for no apparent reason, uh, ate some tacos by a beach, uh, and then stayed there and drove back up really, really early, and now I'm broken.
1: Cause I'm
2: broken when I'm all jar. jar. Dollar in the jar. Oh
1: my gosh. Stop.
2: All right. Uh, that's all we have for you today, but make sure to share this podcast with a friend, mainly for the train wreck that it was today. Pretty uh, much. because you know, moxie a little bit. So what, what, what happened? You're the one who just said the word 20, a hundred times. I did not say the word 20, a hundred times. I don't know why I would even say the word 20, 100 times.
1: Well, you just said 20, a hundred times. I have
2: never, ever once uttered the word 20, 100 times.
1: (laughs) Make sure to follow us on all our social media accounts as well. uh, After you share this with a friend, because you have best friends, we have best friends and, and we want you to share this with them. Um, Make sure to follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the best friend show uh, Instagram at best friend podcast and Twitter at YMBF show or go check out our website, Ruben, which is. Uh, Wow. What did you say? What's our website?
2: Life friendship tacos dot com. (laughs) And with that being said, my name is is Ruben J.
1: And I'm Moxie Ann.
2: And we are out of time. Out of time. Yikes.
1: <laughs> Big
2: yikes. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys next week. No, we'll see you mon- tonight at seven PM. And Thursday and then next week. at seven PM. And then next week because we're uh-huh. cool like that.